lady has something to tell us? No, I just want to, uh, a lot of people were uh, giving TT a hard time about the Maryland game, which I'm not saying he did not play great. I can agree, and I agree with everybody. He did not play very well. However, pretty sure the offensive line would have had a hard time blocking us. They looked atrocious. It's hard to do much of anything when you have about a second and a half. That's all I really wanted to say. I can't stop this feeling deep inside of me. Girl, you just don't realize what you do to me. When you hold me in your arms so tight, you let me know everything's alright. You're listening to Turtle Heads Podcast with Lee, Tricky, Dave, and Jordan. Sponsored by Snowbiz Princess Anne. This taste is on my mind. Girl, you got me thirsty for another cup of wine. All right, we're back. We're here watching Saturday Night Football, Chargers versus San Francisco. Justin Herbert just lost his head. And... We're going to do a real quick Maryland football. Everybody gets one statement. Tricky, go. I know a lot of people are going to blame the offense, but they didn't have any offense. So um, my problem was the defense and not the players, but the coaching. Um, Singleton's two rushing touchdowns in the first half. One of the the first touchdown, they were at about midfield. The second one, they were just inside the red zone. But in both cases, Maryland had a goal line defense on, especially the one at midfield. So the minute he broke through the line, there was no second level of defenders. He was just gone because they had everybody up on the line. So uh, for all their offensive problems, I blame the uh, defensive coordinator for uh, how bad it looked. Um, because they ran at will. Uh, the team had uh, way too many rushing yards, did um, the Nittany Lions. And, um, yeah, 251 <laughs> yards, averaging six yards a carry as a team. They were getting chunk yardage all day. Defense was the problem. Lee, your one statement. Maryland football is back. And not in the way we think it is. They're just back. They get us hyped up, and then they shit the bed. My statement? I love Coach Kevin Willard. It's basketball season. Moving on to NFL Week 10. Whop! So, we've had a fun weekend. Me and Lee got to sit back, watch the Ravens climb the power rankings. We didn't have to play this week. And we got to watch... Christopher's Raiders. Cue the music!
Yes, the Raiders fell in the power rankings today. Uh, they've been relegated to uh, Division Three. They'll be on Salisbury State, uh, Salisbury University schedule next year. They're in the XFL now. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's sad. Um, if you think Maryland football season's over, uh, Las Vegas Raider football has been over for a while. We had one sack of Matt Ryan today. No picks. I mean. He normally gets sacked three times just walking through the tunnel on the way to the field, and we can only muster one sack. Uh, just sad, and um, I don't have to worry about watching any more Raider games. Season's over. Coach is fired. Um, yeah, it's it's horrible. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, wasn't there a brief second? Wasn't Josh McDaniel hired as the Colts, like, uh Head coach there for like yes a, yes so, that's true that's so why Frank saw, Wright got the job I saw I saw on Twitter today that uh, Jeff Saturday now has more uh, head coaching wins for the Colts than Josh McDaniel does that's true that's true although maybe Josh McDaniel should get credit for the win today I mean how do you lose to a guy who was just handed the job uh, from the broadcast booth he's never coached above the high school level um, but. Uh, Actually, I guess I do have one more game to watch this season, and that's when the uh, Raiders play Maryland in a bowl game. So, <laughs> Well, Jeff Saturday is a win away from tying Josh McDaniel's all-time coaching record. <laughs> that's right. What, what are your thoughts on the uh, Jeff Saturday hire? Like, what, Are you guys upset about it? Would you be upset? <clears throat> if? So if, if, if this was roles reversed, if the team from Indianapolis didn't steal our franchise, if Baltimore did the same thing and we got rid of John Harbaugh midseason, which – it's kind of even hard to explain because that Frank Wright was. It is Frank Wright, right? Reich. Yeah. Yes. Reich. He, Fear the Turtle. And he did terrible, and he's put the franchise in a terrible position. But if it was that way in Baltimore, and they were like, hey, Ed Reed, Ray Lewis, we're just going to throw you a bone. Can you just finish out the season? I'm all for it because I wanted Maryland to do that with Gary Williams last year. My, I just wanted Gary Williams to finish out the season. I guess my main question would be like, if I was on the coaching staff been there all year and then you're gonna bring in some rando that hasn't even like hasn't even been like an offensive coordinator or anything yeah but he's been part of the team he was he was what uh what was his title he was something to the team prior they to said some know. type of advisor yeah. however reggie wayne is right. on their coaching yeah, staff yeah. and had a hall of fame nfl career and i'm sure would relate to today's player a little better than the grizzled center jeff saturday but they are one and oh and Maybe they'll bring in Peyton Manning as the quarterback's coach. I mean, I don't have a problem with it. I'm just playing devil's advocate. Yeah, I, don't have a pro- I don't have a problem with it either, but I don't see him being their coach of the future. I think he's going to finish out the season. Yeah, unless, no. unless they go on a crazy run. And I mean, Jim Irsay did say they were in the top quartile. Uh, <laughs> did y'all see that quote? No. Yes, he was uh, high let me, or drunk. Let me, or uh, both. let me read. Let me find this quote Jim Irsay had. It- this was Ursay's quote. Look, we're the fourth winningest team or franchise in league since 2000. That means we're in the upper quartile of winners. We're in the top quartile of that upper quartile. That's rare air. We've earned being there, and what we've accomplished speaks for itself. So I know last week uh, we recorded on Sunday night, and the Ravens played Monday night. Just a quick recap, while they had a bye week this week, Ravens do win 27-13 in New Orleans. Hard place to play. A uh, quick recap of stats. Lamar just 12 for 22, 133, threw for one touchdown. Uh, Kenyon Drake, 
24 carries for 93 yards. Lamar Jackson, 11 carries for 82 yards. Um, Reception-wise, you had likely Prochet, Oliver, Deshaun Jackson makes his return, Kenyon Drake, uh, so on. Just a lot of no names. Yeah, a lot of no names. Uh, Mark Andrews was out. Uh, Gus Edwards is out. Um, J.K. Dobbins is out. The good news is the defense looked good uh, with the Roquan Smith ad. Really tighten things up. Um, gives Patrick Queen something to play off. Uh, Roquan does all the hard work. Patrick Queen can drop back in coverage, uh, set him on a blitz. Um, overall, I was happy with the defense. It's only going to get better. Ty Spouser had a couple plays. He's uh, slowly working his way back into the game speed. Um, everybody had an extra week to the, get rested up. Uh, I'm interested to see the uh, end of the season run. You know, um, as long as Greg Roman calls a good offensive game plan, which I think is easy with Lamar. Hand it off, short throws, keep Lamar within Lamar. It's a it's fun time to be a Ravens fan, unlike the poor Raiders tricky, I'm sorry. But, Lee, what do you got to say about the game? Uh, no, just pretty much what you said. I uh, was very impressed with Roquan. Um, I was happy to see he actually played a, a quite a bit um, coming off of the uh, small portion that I thought maybe they would get him in for. Um, so I was happy with him. Like you said, Patrick Queen, I think, is going to – be the person that it benefits the most um so yeah offense you know passing wasn't very good but i'll it take did, the it, win yeah 27 13 we did what we were supposed to do yep. have a good week come back against the panthers handle business and go on a little run yep schedule favors us so let's do what we're known for tough defense good enough offense baltimore let's get two tickets to paradise people Week 10, NFL football. Whop! Starting off Thursday Night Football, we had the Falcons traveling to Carolina. Some spread. Panthers win 25-15. Moving on to Germany with the first NFL game there. Guten Tag. Tom Brady gets it done once again as the fighting Genos come up short. Bucks 21, Seahawks 16. And in Chicago, Justin Fields runs for another 180-some yards, but those gritty Lions of Detroit score 21 in the fourth quarter to win 31-30. And what some say, the game of the year. Kirk Cousins, Mr. Primetime himself, goes to Buffalo and Orchard Park and upsets the Bills. Maybe they are for real. 33-30 in overtime. Down in Nashville, Tennessee, the Titans get it done over the We're Grounded Broncos 17-10. In Miami, the Browns lose to the Dolphins by a robust 39-17. Patrick Mahomes here. Speaking of robust, uh, my coach is rather hefty himself. Um, Pass the ketchup, Andy. 27-17. The Chiefs. The New York football giants get it done as the Texans come up to New York but fall short 24-16. Two red rifle interceptions help Kenny Pickett and the Steelers top the Saints 20-10. In the revenge game for Josh McDaniels and the Raiders playing the Colts, Jeff Saturday now passes Josh McDaniels with the Colts' all-time win list. Coach 25, the Raiders 20. 
Aaron Rodgers and the Packers spoil Mike McCarthy's comeback to Green Bay as they get it done in overtime, 31-28. The Super Bowl hangover continues as the Rams go down to the Cardinals, 27-17 on their own home field. And the 49ers win 22-16 on Sunday Night Football. So this week we have our picks. Lee, you want to give us an update on the standings? Yeah, everybody actually had a pretty good week. I think everybody was above 500. Um, Tricky went 3-2. and two. He's 27-12. and 12. He's picked a few less times than us, but he has the same amount of wins. So um, not very good for uh, us. Us, yes. Yes. <laughs> good for Tricky, bad for us. I'm sitting at 28-21, and 21, and both Jordan and Dave, 27-22. and 22. Jordan's... Um, resurrected from the dead. He's working his way back. So, uh, you know, maybe the pancakes are on hold for now. They're under the warming plate. So let's uh, start it off. Let's. Uh, I'm going to be. Uh, Dave sent me his picks. He's only able to be here today, so I'll be doing Dave's picks also. But uh, we'll start it off. Tricky, you want to start us off this week? Is that all right? Yeah, that's fine with me. Um, uh, let's do our favorite first. All right. I was. I want to be the first one to say on air. I really don't like the numbers this week. Uh, but uh, for my favorite, I saw where the Bengals are on the road in Pittsburgh and are only favored by four and a half. I know Pittsburgh pulled out a win today, but you're talking about two AFC North teams, buttonheads. They've never liked each other, and I'm pretty sure the Bengals are going to win by a lot more than the four and a half. So I'll take Bengals minus four and a half as the favorite. Not off to a good start for copying people's picks because that's my favorite as well. So moving on to my favorite, uh, I'm going to take Cincinnati <laughs> minus four and a half uh, versus Steelers. Uh, Dave has Green Bay minus two and a half versus the, they've got the Titans. Titans. Yep. Uh, all right, uh, Tricky, your dog. For some reason, they have the uh, still hot, even though they lost by a point today, Chicago Bears as a a three-and-a-half-point dog at the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, I know the Falcons can be a little confusing to play against with their crazy offense, but I don't think they have the defense to stop the Bears' rushing attack. So, uh, yeah, as a dog, I'll take uh, Chicago at plus three-and-a-half at the Falcons. (sighs) Bears plus three-and-a-half. But wait, there's more. Dave is taking the Bears plus three and a half. However, I'll be different because I'm the only one with original ideas here. My dog this week would be Vikings plus two against Dallas. Tricky, you're over for the week. I was looking at the uh, Washington Texans game. Uh, they say uh, 40 and a half for the total. Uh, I don't see the Davis Mills is putting up too many points, but I do know that you can run the ball on Washington every now and then. And Damian Pierce ought to get his. And uh, maybe Taylor Heineke will throw it around a little bit. Um, But I think between the two of them, they can score more than 40 and a half points. So give me the over in uh, skins at 
the Texans 40 and a half. Uh, my over this week is going to be the Cowboys Vikings 48. Dave's over this week are the Ravens Panthers over 44. And my over will be the Eagles versus the Colts over 44. Tricky, you're under. Bears Falcons 50 points. That's my under. I, I don't see that happening. That's too big a number. <sighs> I swear I haven't looked at Tricky's uh, notepad until we went through these other first two picks. My under, Bears Falcons at 50. Dave's under is going to be the Bills and Browns under 47. My under will be the Lions and Giants under 46. You better lock it up. You better lock it up. No, you lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Lock it up. Tricky, your lock of the week. I almost want to make Lee go first so he can stop taking my picks, but I'm sure he has the same thing as me. That that 50 points for Bears-Falcons, the under, that's my lock. There's no way they're going to make that 50 points. It's not actually tricky. My lock are going to be the Washington football team, uh, Redskin Commander Bears, minus two and a half. That's my lock. I think they get it done. Dave has a lock, Skins Texans, over 40 and a half. My lock, Denver, Las Vegas, under 42 and a half. Tricky, do you approve? That's fine with me. I don't think the Raiders are going to score many points. So uh, I got, I got, I got Raiders three to two, and we'll extend Josh McDaniels after that game. So let's talk power rankings. To all our AWLs out there, we're getting a lot of grief on our power rankings. I mean, I've got to say, last week was probably our worst week yet. But a bad week for us is still far better than anybody else's power True. rankings. So, Lee Ramsey, you have the first overall pick. Let's hear it. Well, first of all, I'd like to thank my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for allowing me to have this first overall pick. Um, even though they haven't played yet this week, uh, i got to keep the Eagles at number one. They're 8-0. they got the Washington football team commanders, Redskin Bears coming in. So, got them at 1-8-0. Tricky. It was uh, argued about last week that maybe we had Minnesota a little too high in the rankings, but... Uh, they won again today, so uh, they have the second-best record in the league. I think it's easy math to uh, put them at number two with um, maybe a close second to uh, the Giants or maybe even um, the Chiefs. But, yeah, I think the Falcons deserve – or not the Falcons, rather. The Vikings deserve the number two spot this week. I'd like to just get ahead of it. I apologize. The uh, Cowboys pick last week was atrocious. I just want to get out and ahead of it. And not only was that atrocious, the fact that we didn't have Kansas City in the top ten and we were watching them play Sunday football and they were getting killed, which they came back and won. But with that said, you know, I have a lot of good options. Giants are seven and two, Kansas City Chiefs are seven and two, Miami's seven and three. But I think there's only one team that belongs in that third spot and they're a team of the future. The Baltimore Ravens. So, with the number four pick, because we're snaking it back. No, the Baltimore Ravens at number four, too. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, number four, I'm going to take your Chiefs back in the top ten. Up at least six spots. <laughs> yeah, all right. 
So uh, we have, uh, what's our top four now? We have Eagles, Vikings. Ravens, Chiefs. Ra- Ravens, Chiefs. Well, now is when it gets a little muddy, doesn't it? Uh, the fighting Genos were knocked down a peg this week. Um, I can't take the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. I don't like the Dolphins either, but uh, they might be the one at this point. Um, But I think the Giants deserve it. Give me the New York football Giants. Number six, Lee. And seven. Yes. Um, Six, I'm going to go with the Miami Dolphins. Uh, I mean, if Tua plays, they're pretty good. Their offense is electric. Um, And even though Buffalo lost today, I mean... They should have won that game. Josh Allen doesn't have butterfingers at the end. They win that. Um, So I've got the Bills at number seven. Eight for Chris. Well, that leaves a bunch of uh, five and three and six and three teams. Six and three, which apparently carries a lot of weight uh, in this room. Uh, so that means uh, we still have the Cowboys available. The number two last week, Cowboys, but they did lose to uh, Aaron Rodgers today, so I can understand why they dropped. Uh, the Jets are still up there, but I don't think anybody believes in the Jets. I think it's only fair to say the uh, Titans deserve the spot. Um, they don't scare me or anybody else, but they keep plugging along. Give me the Titans. So that leaves me with 9 and 10. Now, I know uh, Shane King was on me about not putting the Niners in the top 10. I mean, they're 4-4, four and four, Shane. Yes, they're winning right now with three minutes and some change left, 19-16. to 16. But I'm going with number nine. This is for Gary Mazette, the old J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 which I do agree with Tricky. I don't think they're impressing anybody, but you got to give them some respect. They are 6-3. and three. So at number 10, I'm going to take a team that took a loss this week. They've fallen from number two all the way down to number ten. Your Dallas Cowboys at six and three. That constitutes a, a eight point draw though. Eight point drop. I like turtles. If you haven't had a chance, check out the mini podcast series we're doing on Maryland basketball post games. Uh, we try to get as many turtle heads as we can. If we can't, just one of us. Just to recap, little eight, ten minute episode of what's going on. But fortunate enough for us, we had a turtle head in the audience of the home opener. Tricky. Tell us what you saw. Well, first, I'd like to thank uh, my fellow uh, Turtleheads for uh, providing the tickets. And, yes, a great time was had by all. Uh, Maryland did win 71-49. to I did see a few disturbing things, however. Um, not a big team, uh, Niagara. Um They had a 6'2 freshman guard named Braxton Bayless who had 14 points, 6 rebounds, and 6 assists. And of those 14 points, he got at least 10 of them going straight to the basket. We did not have a lot of inside presence. Part of that is because Juju uh, got hit with two, possibly three fouls that didn't look like uh, fouls to me. So maybe that's why they're they're trying to keep him out of foul trouble. But... uh, they also had a six-seven forward, Sam Iorio, that had twelve points and five boards. They were just they were beating us to the uh, backboard, uh, offensive and defensive rebound wise. 
Dante Scott had uh, 18 and 6. That was great. Uh, Juju had 7 and 7, but again, the fouls limited him a little bit. Jameer Young had a good game. Uh, 14 points, 4 assists, but 7 rebounds. Did like that out of him. Uh, my other concern, other than the lack of inside presence, was the first game of the year we're playing Niagara. Empty the bench, my man. Um, Ike Cornish and uh, Kalen, uh Swanton Roger had one minute apiece. Uh, they brought in uh, Noah Bachelor for nine minutes. He hit a three within the first 45 seconds he was in the game and then spent the other eight, eight minutes standing in the corner, clapping his hands, looking for the ball and not getting it. Um, I really l- wish we had one of those guards that could drive and then dish back out, but didn't seem like we tried to work the ball inside. A lot of outside shooting. Our three-point shooting isn't that great right now. Uh, Hakeem Hart w- was the one that seemed the most consistent uh, from three. But uh, first game, you know, first game with a new coach. We've got a few transfers, new faces, so not being too hard on them. But I did see an issue with uh, a smaller team beating us down low, which didn't make much sense to me. But uh, after seeing what they did to Western Carolina the other night, uh, my man Juju had 19 and 12 and only 22 minutes in that game. Um, I'm sure they'll have no trouble with the Binghamton Bearcats coming up, although they actually have some size. They got a 6'10 forward. Um, they got a 6'5 uh, guard that transferred from Canisius, Armin Harried. He's pretty good. Uh, Miles Gibson, another 6'6 forward. They've got uh, some pretty athletic, uh, taller guys on the Bearcats, so we better not sleep against them. But I think we have a nice little club going on. I don't know if we're going to get the 23 wins, but uh, I see 18 or 19 in this team if they improve each week. So, as you know, those first two games last week were on Big Ten Plus, but you have an opportunity Tuesday night to see your boys on the Big Ten Network. I will be at the game this week uh, taking in the in-person scouting uh, for the Turtleheads, but um, should be a good game. Um, we're just warming up for the big weekend tournament we have this weekend, Have hosting or not hosting, we're actually going to Connecticut to play St. Louis, and then the winner or loser, depending on what we do, Miami and Providence. So a good little tournament up at the Mohegan Sun. Real quick, just games to look at this week. We had, like I said earlier, with the Champions Classic, Kentucky-Michigan State, Tuesday at 7. We have Duke-Kansas at 9.30. We have Gonzaga and Texas Wednesday at 9.30. Friday, we'll have Indiana and Xavier We'll have Virginia and Baylor, Villanova, Michigan State, Illinois, UCLA, and that should sum you up for the whole week. So look forward to watching college basketball week. If you get a chance, check out the games. Like I said earlier, there's no reason not to be excited for college basketball, and especially college basketball in College Park. So staying on track with our power rankings and our predictions, we're going to talk real quick about college football. We have top four playoff prediction. So, um, Lee, do you want to hear your top four? Who do you got? So we're going on what we think or current. Let's go with current. Okay. Number one, still got Georgia there. Had another good win this week. 
Uh, number two, I'm moving Michigan up to two. Uh, and then this is where it gets dicey. Throw the I dice. got TCU at three. I moved them up. I had them at five last week, I think. TCU at three. And then what do I do? Do I put Ohio State at four? Or do I put Tennessee there? Tennessee had a fantastic win this week. I'm putting Tennessee at four because I think Ohio State's going to lose to your probably whoever they play in the Big Ten Championship game, not the not the uh, Maryland Terrapins. So uh, Georgia, Michigan, TCU, Tennessee. Tricky. Uh I know that uh, we don't have to worry about Oregon anymore. Uh, that was an ugly loss for them. I thought Bo Nix had a little something special going on there, but uh, they lost to Washington, I believe it was. Yep. Um, thought maybe Chip Kelly had a dark horse there in UCLA, but they didn't. Uh, they didn't carry the mail either. So, unfortunately for this week, I think we have possibly the same four teams. Um, I do like you putting uh, Ohio State four because uh, I expect them to get a loss uh, or two. Well, I've got them five. Oh, at five? Ten- okay. Yeah, I moved Tennessee into four. Ohio yeah. State at five. Yeah. They were, I mean, they were, they were right back, back and back for me, but I just looking at the schedules wise – I think Tennessee's loss to Georgia is going to be a better loss to probably whoever Ohio State loses to. Well, just so I don't have to have uh, Ohio State in there either, I do like, um, obviously, Georgia 1, Michigan 2, TCU 3, but my number 4 is currently number 7 in the rankings. And that's USC. Um, they haven't really beaten anybody really bad, but they keep finding ways to win. And uh, I'm, that's yeah, that's my number four, uh, Southern Cal. So my top four, we just talked about. It, it's going to be current top four. And I got to say, the committee got it right. UGA one, Ohio State two, Michigan three, TCU four. Will that be the final four prediction? Probably not. But this week, they are your top four. I'm running chalk style. All of them 10-0. All right, we're going to talk about our what we call our non-revenue sports. We'll start at the college level. First off, locally, SU football beats Christopher Newport. Congratulations on the championship. SU field hockey did fall short today in their playoff run. And Maryland field hockey advanced to the final four. Congratulations to them. And then at the high school level, we had Del Mar Field Hockey win another state title. Pocomoke Field Hockey win another state title. Yeah, it was their 21st overall for uh, field hockey, I believe. So So congratulations to those girls back-to-back. Um, we had a little did-you-know, Coach Holloman of UMES Baseball. His wife coaches Del Mar Field Hockey, which she was a bird which is the Pocomoke lineage birds. So small world. It, they, the bird name just keeps on winning wherever they go. But congratulations to all our local players. We also had a lot of players sign their national letter of intent. Including uh, Coach Holloman's daughter. Uh, right. She signed to go play 
field hockey at the University of Maryland. So so she's a future turtlehead. Yep. And then a lot of other local kids. Congratulations. No matter where you go to play sports at the next level, it's always a bonus. Um, they get to continue the playing career. And we'd like to congratulate everybody. Yo, Jay, hit it. Let's go. This speech is my recital. I think it's very vital to rock around. That's right. On top. It's tricky. It's so tight. Here we go. It's tricky to rock around, to rock around. That's right. On time It's tricky. And now the moment we've all been waiting for. Chris Smith, your tricky minute. Yes. Um, we have a growing uh, audience from the Hickory, North Carolina area, since my uh, recent visit down there, I met a lot of wonderful people there. And uh, all those uh, Joe and Josie Bear fanatics down there, proud of uh, Rick Barnes, we mentioned last week, is a, a former Bear. But the one guy they probably love the most is former fullback Mike Pope. He was on the 1960 NAIA National Championship Lenore Rhine Club uh, as a freshman. But that's not why they all know and love Mike Pope. He is or was the tight ends coach for all four of the New York Giants Super Bowl winning teams. That means way back when in the 80s, he was the tight ends coach for Bill Parcells when they won two Super Bowls with Phil Sims. Fast forward 20-some years later, Tom Coughlin's the head coach. Eli Manning's the quarterback. Who's your tight ends coach? Oh, just Lenore Ryan's Mike Pope. Four-time Super Bowl champion Mike Pope. That's right. And, of course, NAIA national champion Mike Pope. Lenore Ryan. We know you're listening. We love you, and uh, welcome aboard. Once again, please like and subscribe. Thank you for listening to this short episode this week. Didn't really have a lot to talk about. Maryland getting killed in football. Ravens on a bye week. And the old dogs, the skins, are playing Monday football. But, as always, we hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you next week. And don't forget to listen to the mini-series about Maryland highlights recap. We're out of here. We love you. You can't touch this. You can't touch this. My, 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 my music hit me so hard. Makes me say, oh my Lord, thank you for blessing me. What am I doing? Touch this. Yeah, that's how we living, and you know you can't touch this. Look at my eyes, man. You can't touch this. Yo, let me bust the funky lyrics. Fresh new kicks and bands. You got it like that, now you know you wanna dance. So move out of your seat and get a fight girl and catch this beat while it's rolling. Hold on, pump a little bit and let them know what's going on like that, like that. Hold on, make sure don't fall on back. Let them know that you're too much and this is a beat uh, they can't touch. Yo, sound the bell, school is in, sucker. You can't touch this. Give me a song, a rhythm, making them sweat. That's what I'm giving them now. They know. You talk about the hammer, you're talking about a show that's hyped and tight. Singles are sweating so fast, I'm a white part.
touch this. You can't touch this. Break it down. Stop. Hammer time.